0: Good morning. It is good to see everyone on this uh, rainy but lovely Sunday. We welcome, we welcome you all to Stony Brook Church on this blessed day to be able to gather together and to worship in spirit and truth. Um, and we are so glad that you have joined us for uh, worship, both here in person and online. I'm Pastor Clara Kwan. I'm the associate pastor. And I bring you greetings on behalf of our entire staff, including our preacher for today, Pastor David Hoffman. As we begin our time together, we would like to know that you are worshiping with us, and so we invite you to check in and record your attendance. You can do that with a connection card that's in your bulletin. Um, you can, if you're worshiping with us online, you can do that um, with the online check-in uh, connection card. On the connection card, you can also um, put in your prayer request there, and we'd love to be able to pray for you in that way. Just a few announcements here. Uh, Bridge and SBY students are invited to join us for our annual Summer Olympics. Um, that will be held on July 31st from 4 to 6 p.m. here at the church. Incoming fourth and twelfth through 12th grade students can join us for the fun games. Um, be sure to wear something that can get messy. SV Youth is um, also gathering together uh, on August 7th. We will gather together with other Columbus area United Methodist youth groups for a color party um, that's going to be held at Indian Run Church in Dublin. We'll be leaving, the ch- we'll be leaving Stony Brook at 3 o'clock and returning at about 6. And so that event will be for 5th through 12th graders, um, and you will register online for that at stonybrook.church youth. You can contact Jason for more details about that. And also on August 7th, we'll have a blessing of the backpacks. And so all students, educators, staff, and administrators are encouraged to bring your backpacks and devices um, to be blessed. And on that day, we'll also promote our students to their new grades. And this morning, me and Pastor David have uh, blessed and sent off in prayer the ASP team And so you can see there, and they are on their way to Kentucky. Uh, Please keep them in your prayers, especially with this rain and this crazy weather. May they have safe travels down. You can find this and many more announcements um, about the life and ministry of Stony Brook in your bulletins. And now, uh, let us prepare our hearts and minds and enter into a posture of worship with this special prelude. Thank you. Invite you to stand as you are able, and with one spirit, join in the call to worship. We gather this day from a week filled with needs and demands. We come to find rest
1: and of our spirits.
0: Open your hearts in love to hear the voice of God. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And let us continue to worship as we sing our opening hymn, hymn 419 I am thine, O Lord. Let us pray. O merciful and compassionate God, we praise you and we thank you. Our hearts are moved by your kindness and words are not enough to express our gratitude, for you see us. You see us as we truly are, not the masks we wear, not the mistakes of our past, not the perfectionist smokescreen that we put up, but you see us. You see our hearts that yearn to be recognized and loved just as we are. And so we pray, open the eyes of our heart to see your unending love for us. We seek your strength in these times of trouble, in times of sickness, in times of grief. When the world around us seems like it's falling apart, remind us that we stand on solid ground, that we stand held in the arms of our friend and savior, Jesus Christ. We cry out for healing. We cry out for miracles. We cry out for protection and for blessings, not only because we desperately seek you, but because you can, because you are Almighty God, the source of life, and because you love us, because you have invited us into your family and counted us as your precious children. And so we pray. We pray also for the safety and blessing upon the ASP team who are traveling in this moment. May your spirit surround them and protect them. May your spirit move in them and through them so that your grace and favor is seen and demonstrated in every word and in every action. We pray for the same spirit of grace to surround us. We confess that we are quick to judge and to condemn, quick to exclude and to tune out, quick to turn away. Forgive us, we pray, and transform our hearts that we might demonstrate to others the same grace that you have given to us. We lift up Pastor David to you this morning. Surround him with your angels and let each word that you have given him to share with us be filled with truth that transforms. May your words not return to you empty, but may they move us to love, to receive your love and to share your love, that we might be called faithful disciples. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now we have special music for us from a very special guest, um, Matt Baker, which some of you all know better than I do. Uh, I've been told that he's been given the nickname Stony Brooks, James Taylor, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, the, for this, uh, this Sunday has been called our special music exchange Sunday because our own breast quartet is playing at Pataskala UMC where Matt's wife, Pastor Nikki Baker, currently serves. And so let us enjoy the gift he has to share with us.
2: and rest.
1: Thank you, Matt. Today's scripture lesson comes to us from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 38 through 42. I invite us to hear these words. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks Friends, this is the word of God for all God's children. Thanks be to God. I invite us now to respond together in song. Thou who art over us, Thou who art one of us, Thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see Thee, a humble heart that we may hear Thee, a heart of love that we may serve Thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in Thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. Amen. In reading and hearing this morning's text, we can quickly find ourselves becoming worried and distracted as we try to define ourselves either as Martha or Mary. We must be either Martha, the active one, or Mary, the contemplative one, we assume that this text is telling us. We split hairs and we we try to figure out from this text who is right and who is wrong. The text reminds me of the dilemma of a pastor standing up in front of his or her congregation on Sunday telling all the congregation that they should not work on Sundays and should honor the Sabbath. And then is confronted with the phrase practice what you preach, <laughs> but, but I have to work on Sundays. <laughs> One of my colleagues is best known for saying that if it weren't for working on Sundays, he would enjoy being a pastor, <laughs> but this text can create anxiety for all of us. We become worried and distracted because there is so much for us to do, and we have so many expectations put upon us of of who we are to be and become in this world. We become worried and distracted because we we feel guilty about taking time to care for ourselves and to nurture our faith. And, And honestly, we have a lot to be worried and distracted about in our world. It seems like there is something new to add to our list of concerns every day. It is as if this text is calling us to love one way of being and to hate the other. Jesus isn't fair to Martha, and Mary isn't pulling her own weight, we we task-oriented people say, Or Jesus is showing favor to Mary and and Martha is aloof and and can't see the forest through the trees, we introspective-oriented people say. Mary or Martha, which would you choose? Now, if you haven't already guessed, I'm more like Martha. (laughs) But I'm not always sure that's a good thing. Martha, 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 you are worried and distracted by many things. Do you you remember the mantra, Marcia, 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 from the Brady Bunch era? (laughs) How can we forget Marcia, the the oldest sibling of of three daughters, the one who who has always tried to do her best and, and usually succeeded? She was always the one who excelled in what was expected. She was at the same time a role model for many young girls and the one who just needed to get a life. (laughs) Martha, Martha, Martha. Friends, when we start comparing ourselves and separating ourselves to either into Mary or Martha, there are a lot of things for us to consider. Growing up as a a twin, I was often and still am faced with a, a similar dichotomy. Maybe if you grew up with or were compared to a sibling, you experienced the same thing. Do I want to be like my twin brother, Doug? Or do I want Doug to be like me? How could we, as identical twins, be so alike and yet be and become separate individuals? Do I really have to accept the parts of me that are more like Doug than Dave? That, that got deep all of a sudden. We'll move on. <laughs> but Doug and I could be each other's worst enemies or each other's best friends. We could work against each other or work together. I can remember our grandfather taught us an invaluable lesson. He took us shopping one afternoon in order to spend the money that we had earned by helping him to mow his lawn. Instead of taking us together, he took us to the toy store individually and let us pick out what we wanted to buy without influencing one another's decisions. And surprisingly, we, we bought different toys. Doug purchased a toy rifle, and I bought a bow and arrow set. No, no judging. Those were acceptable toys back then, <laughs> along with lawn jarts and junior chemistry sets. <laughs> but we know better now, right? <laughs> but Doug and I were horrified and elated with our purchases at, at the same time. How could we have picked different toys? This was so unlike what we had experienced before. We were always picking out the exact same things, and it took, took us a couple of days to cope, <laughs> but then we so, soon learned that instead of having the same toy, we had two different toys with which to play. We quickly learned that we didn't need to dress the same either. That by buying different clothes, we could have more of a wardrobe. I think by then we were seniors in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Mary or Martha? This text can cause us to go to extremes of defining who has chosen the better part as if this is some sort of a race to the finish. Remember, Jesus doesn't condemn either one of them in the text. Our questions arise from hearing this story presented so many times as a a way of dismissing those persons whose works, gifts, and vocation of hospitality are compared unfavorably to the more introspective and devotional approaches to our life and to our faith. In that sort of presentation of the story, Mary seems to be the ideal disciple because she spends her time in devotion instead of activity. Martha seems to be the hysterical woman who has lost perspective And even Jesus seems to be someone who takes all of his provisions for granted. You see, Martha was overwhelmed at serving Jesus and his entourage. There's no doubt about it. The language in this text amps up the volume. One one commentator says that Martha was having what looked like a panic attack not one rooted in a chemical imbalance or disorder, but one evoked by the mounting expectation she faced as the host who was welcoming Jesus and his people. She may have been on the verge of losing it. She certainly saw what she was doing as a struggle, and she felt completely alone in it. And until we sympathize with the genuine challenge that Martha was facing, then we will only dumb down this this story into a a Martha, Martha, and Jesus is is giving her a condescending pat on the forehead. We have to appreciate Martha's position before we critique Martha. Jesus didn't say that she was irrational. He merely said that he would, he would not stop Mary from sitting and listening. After all, Martha was only doing what was expected of her. Hospitality was a requirement, and I'm not talking about gender and role expectations. Martha was the owner of the house, and it was her responsibility to see that hospitality was extended in the ancient world, and still in some places today, extending hospitality to travelers was an absolute requirement. And according to scripture, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because the people living there failed to provide proper hospitality. Unfortunately, with this text, we have convinced ourselves that we must at times be overworked, too busy and working as hard as we can. Otherwise, we are not appreciated or successful, and we therefore try to project this onto Martha. Martha's not one of us, nor does she share our pathology. Martha was busy with the essential tasks of offering hospitality to travelers. There is a difference here serving or getting things done in and of themselves were not the problem in this text. The problem was when the distractions took away the ability to capture the one good part. Martha was insisting that Jesus, insisting to Jesus that Mary's part be taken away. Martha was trying to get Jesus on her side. Martha was actually pressing Jesus to answer. Now, Jesus' response back to Martha was evoked by her insistence that Mary likewise be distracted from her choice by the overwhelming anxieties that Martha was carrying. Jesus turned Martha's question back to her and questioned her own contemplative side. You see, Jesus was inviting Martha to set hospi- hospitality aside if only for a little while and to ground herself in the contemplative side of her faith. Jesus was trying to point out to her what really matters. Now, what would it look like if we, if we too laid down some of the overwhelming anxieties we are carrying and spent some time Living out our faith. What would it be like for us to slow down the pace of our lives and recognize the good and the positive things happening all around us? And just because the media and, and, the, and the political discourse are in a frenzy doesn't mean that we too need to be there. I read a Facebook post this past week that said, shut off the news. <laughs> Shut off the news and go love somebody. Shut off the news and go serve somebody. Shut off the news and go pray, read your Bible, take a walk, sit in silence, and listen to God. Friends, it's not that the news is unimportant, but we are people of faith, and that that should make a difference. We need to ask ourselves how does our faith, our understanding and reading of scripture, our our reason, our experience, our tradition, ground us? How do those things make a difference? And how do they speak to what is happening all around us? Mary or Martha? Maybe there is an alternative for us. Perhaps we don't need to separate ourselves into parts, but recognize that we need both, that we need to nurture both, the active and the contemplative parts of our life and our faith. One does speak to the other, and it's difficult to stay grounded without the other maybe more than making a differentiation within ourselves between Martha and Mary. We should make a differentiation between ourselves and the culture around us. We need to take the qualities, the good qualities of Mary and Martha and combine them against the prevailing culture of divisiveness and hate and violence. And using those qualities, they will make a difference, not only in our lives, not only in our faith, but in the very world around us. Mary or Martha, we don't have to choose. God has given us both the opportunities to serve and the opportunities to devote our lives to studying and following the one that we call the Christ. And when we do, we will experience God's grace and God's presence in our midst. May it be so. Amen.
0: May God open our ears to Jesus' invitation to a fuller self as we integrate both the best parts of Mary and Martha. As we enter into this time of offering, I'd like to um, first say a thank you for your generosity. Uh, we raised over $1,300 uh, during our when we served uh, lunches during the summer lunch program. Uh, we served over 1,300 students and families, and uh, which is amazing. So thank you so much. We appreciate your willingness to give of your time, your talents, and your gifts. Um, and in sharing God's love through a a warm meal. And so as we offer um, our gifts and tithes, our offering is a sign of thanksgiving for all that God has blessed us with. Our offering is also a sign of trust that as we give back to God, that God will continue to provide us with all that we may need. I invite the ushers to wait upon us as we offer our gifts.
2: to think I wanted to be famous I'd be recognized out in the crowd The funny thing is anytime I've gotten what I want, it's let me down Now I just want to look more like love I just want to look more Like love This whole world is spinning crazy And I can't quite keep up It's just one thing around here That we don't have quite enough of So I just want to look for more Like love to think i needed all the answers i used to need to know that i was right i used to be afraid of things i couldn't cover up in black and white now i want to look more like love i just want to look more like love this whole world is spinning crazy and i can't quite keep up it's just one thing around here that we don't have quite enough of so i just want to look more like love The further that I climb There's always another line of mountaintops It's never gonna stop the more of anything I do The thing that always ends up true Is getting what I want Will never be enough But now I want to look like love I just wanna look more like love. This whole world is spinning crazy and I can't quite keep up. It's just one more thing that we don't have quite enough of. So I just wanna look more like love. Like love
0: O creator God, source of life and abundance, for all that you have blessed us with, we offer these gifts to you as heartfelt worship. With thanksgiving and gladness, we pray that these resources be used for the building of your kingdom on this earth. May your name be known as the God of love, grace, compassion, and justice. We pray this in Jesus' name,
1: amen. You may One of the greatest resources that we have uh, here at Stony Brook is our Stephen Ministry program. Uh, Stephen Ministry was started just several years ago and has grown to what it is today. Um, Today we recognize our Stephen uh, Ministry program, and in the process we will commission uh, two Stephen leaders and then also welcome a Stephen minister who has transferred um, their service here to Stony Brook. Uh, Stephen ministry is a program that journeys with us in times of, of transition in our lives in terms of times of need um, when we need to be reminded that we are not in this alone and others walk with us it's, it's extension of the pastoral office and and these folks before you have been trained um, and are available uh, to walk with you through life's journey and uh, it's just so amazing to have um, this group of committed individuals. Um, so today um, we recognize uh, both Gary Brucci and Mary, uh, Mary Frances Kirsch and Paula Sisson uh, who come before us this day. So Mary Frances and Gary, you have been trained and asked to serve as Stephen leaders here at Stony Brook Methodist, United Methodist Church. You are a gift of God to us, helping us to lead this ministry of equipping and caring. And Paula, you've been trained as a Stephen minister and are transferring your training here among us at Stony Brook, and we welcome you as a gift of God to us to serve in this vital ministry of caring
0: of all believers, all of us are called to offer ourselves to our Lord in thanksgiving for what God has done and continues to do for us in Jesus Christ. But it is our privilege to recognize and support those who are trained for specific ministries in this congregation, especially today as we recognize and affirm those serving in Stephen ministry and Stephen leaders who will direct this ministry.
1: Gary and Mary Francis, because of your gifts, calling, and training, we charge you with these responsibilities. To build awareness of our growing Stephen ministry. To solicit the commitment of this congregation to Stephen ministry at every opportunity. To recruit, select, and train thoroughly as Stephen ministers those members of this congregation whose gift it is to share one-to-one caring ministry to use the resources of our community as appropriate to enrich the training and ongoing supervision of Stephen ministry in this congregation.
0: Paula, as you continue to serve as Stephen minister, now among us here at Stony Brook United Methodist Church, we remind you and all of the Stephen ministers of this congregation to strive to be responsive to the needs of others, to be a friend to those burdened on the stress of daily life, to be a patient listener in a hurried world to heal divisions wherever you find them and strive to make people whole, to use your skills and talents to help those whom you serve and to pray for them, and to help this congregation grow as a caring community through your own caring ministry. As the Lord Jesus has revealed his presence to you through faith, we ask that you too share your personal experiences of faith with those around you so that they too may celebrate the presence of Christ in our world today.
1: So Paula, Mary, Francis, and Gary, will each of you assume this ministry to which you have been called in the confidence that it comes from God? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. I will, and I ask God to help me. Gary and Mary, Francis, will you nurture the skills you have learned and use them in service to others to support, encourage, build up, and heal people in all their needs? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me.
0: Members of Stony Brook United Methodist Church, will you open your hearts to the ministry of Stephen Ministry, to this Stephen minister and these Stephen leaders, and pray for them as servants of Christ? If so, answer yes with the help of God.
1: Yes, with the help of God. As we conclude this commissioning, um, I invite us to extend our hands towards those who are being commissioned as I offer this prayer. Gracious God, you have called these, your servants, to this caring ministry. You have gifted and empowered them for this task. Grant them joy in their service and a spirit of bold trust in you that their ministry may stir us to greater caring and more faithful service. Help us all to be both willing servants and thankful recipients of this ministry so that your name may be glorified, your people live in peace, and your good and gracious will be done. We pray all of this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Friends, I invite us uh, to welcome and celebrate um, their service with us. that you do. Um, If you would like to access um, and have a Stephen minister journey with you, um, simply you can contact uh, one of your pastors or contact the church office. Thank you for, again, for all that you do. Our closing hymn is a hymn of commitment. I invite us to stand and sing together. our understanding, which goes beyond our imagination. Keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ. May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be among us this day and remain with us forever. Let us go forth in God's care. Amen.